What is up? DGA Effers. Today we're talking about a fear that, that Lauren and I really had to overcome when we started our intuitive eating journey. And this fear is we were afraid that we would gain weight and we were also afraid that we would never lose weight again. Yes. And we talk about why we feared those things. So when we first started our intuitive eating journey, we that fear just came up. And we're mm-hmm. like, why is this coming up? Like, is this normal that I should be this like terrified that I'm going to be gaining weight or that I'm not at the weight that I want? And when we really started diving into our dieting history and the way that we viewed our bodies and the way that people around us viewed their bodies and our bodies and all the things, it started to make sense as to why that was such a big fear, but also it started to make sense as to why you shouldn't fear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we we dig into our stories in this episode and we, we share a little bit more about that. And we also give you just some reasoning behind why that fear has to go if you want to heal your relationship with food. Because honestly, if you hang on to that fear of of still wanting to lose weight or being scared to gain weight, if you aren't able to get yourself past that and to process it and understand it and, and move forward, you're never going to be able to fully heal your relationship with food or with your body. Yes. And I'll say one of the things that's really helped me keep that fear in check, because yes, we want you to get rid of that fear, but it's going to creep back in for a while. Eventually you won't give a fuck about it, but at the beginning, and we can't tell you how long it's going to take to where that's still going to keep coming up. But I will say the one thing that's really helped me keep that fear in check is knowing the facts about a how dieting affects our weight and uh, like yeah. how it keeps our weight fluctuating constantly weight cycling why we keep gaining weight why our weight set points keep getting set higher mm-hmm. knowing that was very helpful for me but also knowing the facts about what more calories actually does to our body like what benefits eating food and not freaking out about how much and how many calories all that stuff does to your mental health and your physical health just having those facts alone, and I have to keep reminding myself yeah. of them, has really helped yeah, with yeah, those fears. Definitely. And so, you know, we're we're on our intuitive eating journeys. We are we have some courses coming so soon to help you on yours, to help you just really break all of those food rules that are controlling your decisions and kind of keeping you held hostage. We were there for a really long time. We talked about uh, several more fears in this episode as well. Um, but we really want to help you get to that point where food isn't controlling you emotionally, physically, mentally, all the ways. Yeah. And we really want to give you the facts that really helped us overcome those fears, give you the activities, the practices, the mindset shifts and things that really helped keep those fears from convincing us to go back to dieting. And we're doing that through a course that we are developing called the Diet Rebellion Fear Diets. Not food. (laughs) And really the whole purpose of this course is to help you debunk the fears that are holding you back and keep you stuck in that binge, restrict, dieting, lose weight, gain weight, hate myself cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So tune into this full episode because we really want you to hear our stories and see if you can relate to them. Because if you can, then that's just a really good sign that you have some healing work that you need to do as well. And we are here to help. 
Yes. And if you are watching this on Instagram, because we do record our intro videos and we post them on Instagram and you need help healing relationship with food, you need help breaking through your fears of ditching diets and eating intuitively. You just need a place to start. Click the link in our bio. Mm -hmm. We, we have different resources up there every now and then we kind of rotate through some things. Um, but I'm telling you whatever's in our bio, whether that's having you sign up for our course, whether that's our free download, ditch the diet, uh, whether that's our podcast episodes, there's going to be something there for you to help you. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. So, one of the biggest fears that I had to kind of not, I wouldn't say let go, that I had to acknowledge, be self-aware about, and also keep it in the back of my mind and work through it by digging into my history and digging into the way I think about food and all of that before starting my intuitive eating journey was I'm so fucking scared. I was so fucking scared mm -hmm. of gaining weight and I was so scared of, or at least I was thinking in my head, like I still need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. those were probably like, so we have like this whole list of fears that, um, we've experienced when starting our intuitive eating journey, but also other people have been experiencing, but I think I'll gain weight and I still need to lose weight were my top two most scary mm -hmm. <laughs> fears when I was letting go of dieting. And I think the reason that they were was because a of fat phobia and weight stigma mm -hmm. you know out there people you know there's a certain body image body ideal that we're all supposed to have there's a certain weight that you're supposed to have if you're this tall and and whatever and so i think that had a huge um impact on me i think i had to look at my own fat phobia and my own weight stigma and really acknowledge that and the reason we want to address these two fears, I feel like today we should really just hit home on the I'll gain weight and I still need to lose weight fears. Um, we have some other fears that we want to address as well because you can't make peace with food. You can't if you are petrified of gaining weight. Mm -hmm. You can't. No. Nope. It'll be impossible. You'll keep putting rules and stipulations and conditions and all these things on everything and you will not heal. Yep. Yeah. I, those two are really big for me too. Um, I think more so for me, it was the I'll gain weight. Mm -hmm. Like if I, you know, I'm happy ish where I'm at right now, but if I let go of the rules then I'm going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was really hard to trust that I could listen to my body and 
and let that fear go. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's going to take a long time to work through that. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I guess that's really what we want to stress is that it's not something that's just going to go away overnight. No, it's going to come back. Yeah. And it's something that you're going to have to to think on, to work through, to journal on, to think about, to sit with and really process over time. Yes. So when you first start, um, your, I guess you could say your intuitive eating journey or you, you know, you're ditching diets and you want to start your food freedom or making peace with food or whatever you want to call it. Um, you have to look at why you fear these things mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, so like, why are you so afraid of gaining weight? Mm-hmm. Number one. And then also why, if, if you have the fear like me where I'm, well, I'm at my current weight right now, I'm not like, you know, I feel like I could lose some, some weight, you know, for whatever reason, why do you feel mm-hmm. that way? And why do you feel like that's going to stop you from eating intuitively or starting your journey? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons for me was in terms of, of why I'm afraid to gain weight is I feel like people would always look at me as like the example mm-hmm. in terms of fitness and nutrition and like, like look up to me and want to like follow my lead with it. So I always had to be like in control of it. Mm -hmm. So if I let that go and if I gain weight, I look like I'm a failure to other people Mm -hmm. because, and that's fat phobia. It is fat phobia. It is fat phobia. It's weight stigma, like thinking that somebody in a larger body is less than. Mm -hmm. And that took a lot of processing and, and me just honestly becoming aware that I was even afraid of that. Yep. I think for me, the gaining weight part was because I dieted for so long, Mm -hmm. it was drilled into my brain that even one meal, Mm -hmm. one slip up, one binging session would ruin it. Mm -hmm. That I I had a very all or nothing mentality when I was dieting. And I think that fear comes from that because think about it when you're little and you don't think about your body. Yeah. Right. I can think back. Um, and actually I was listening to the fucking diet and she's like, is there a time in your life where you were neutral with food and your body? Yeah. And she's like, for me, she's like, honestly, I don't remember it. She's like, that's how ingrained dieting was in my household that I like, don't even remember being neutral. She's like, I probably was when I was like eating, like drinking formula and eating baby food. She's like, but obviously I don't remember that. Right. I feel like that too. I don't, you just saying that, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I do remember when, so, which is crazy. Cause I thought for sure my whole life I had been tainted by it, but I, I hadn't because I remember when I lived, um, in our like first house when I was little and I think I was probably in like fourth grade, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Cause we moved when I was in seventh. So it was before I moved, I didn't think about my body or the food I was eating ever. Like I just ate and played and did whatever. And it was great. And I didn't think about anyone else's body. I didn't think about my body and where it changed was when I got into middle school, Mm -hmm. that's where it changed because, you know, girls are dressing different and starting to dabble in like boys and And makeup and makeup and things like that. And so, and girls are mean as, as shit when you get to that age. Um, and boys are mean too, you know, whatever. So you're starting to get that whole, fat phobia, weight stigma, this girl's pretty, you're not pretty Mm -hmm. situation happening um, in middle school. And that's when I started thinking about 
my body. I don't really know if I was obsessing over anything. I wasn't dieting in middle school, but that's when I started thinking about it. And I had a little bit of a fear that, you know, if a boy would comment on a girl's weight and say, oh, she's fat and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then that's when the fear started for yeah. me. Yeah. Was, and, and what I've noticed actually yesterday, I was sitting in my office and Jenna and I were working and I was wearing like this crop top, like, um, workout shirt, whatever. And I had my leggings on and, um, I was just not thinking about my body. Well, I walked downstairs and I like caught a glimpse of myself. I was like, oh, I'm cute. And then I walked back upstairs and then I thought to myself, because I wanted to wear that outfit when we went to put in bay, mm -hmm. I wanted to wear my bike shorts with my cropped tank top. I wouldn't let myself wear it in public, mm -hmm. but when I wore it in my house, I didn't think twice about how my body looked. Yeah. But the second you put me out in public, I start overthinking it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, are somebody going to be looking at my stomach? Cause I still have my C-section belly and like my boobs aren't big enough and, and all this stuff. But at home, mm -hmm. I don't think twice. Well, you know, what's interesting though, is we went to put in bay together. So I was in on this. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I think about you getting ready, it, your whole thing was you want to be comfortable that day. Mm -hmm. So what kind of comfort are we talking? Yeah. Are we talking about you want to physically be comfortable? Because the outfit I was wearing is more physically comfortable than the outfit I chose. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a comfy sports bra and bike shorts. Like I feel like you can't go wrong in terms of comfort, in terms of like surviving the heat that day. But are you emotionally uncomfortable? It was emotionally for sure. Yeah. I was afraid... And, and I'm, I'm still on my body love journey and there's days where it's better than others. And I have gotten to the point where I'm at home around my husband and my family members and I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'll wear whatever the hell I want. I'll mm -hmm. rock anything. I don't care. Even around you, like don't care, don't care at all. But then once I go out with strangers, like there's going to be strangers or people that I don't see very often, I start overthinking mm -hmm. the, what am I going to look like? But What's really helped for me is thinking back to like, this is my fat phobia and yeah. my weight stigma coming out. Why is this coming out? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think really thinking about why it does come out. Like I remember, I mean, I got, I remember back in like fourth grade comparing my body to other people, people I went to school with. I wasn't as mm -hmm. tan as them. I wasn't as skinny as them. My friend and I bought that ab machine off oh God. literally in fourth grade. I would walk home with her after school and we would use that like ab shocking belt thing oh to like God. get abs and look like other people. Like that's how early it started for me. Um, and at the time I didn't see anything wrong with it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it goes all the way through, through college. You know, if you are, are, a, a frequent listener, you've probably heard me talk about my college days, how I would literally like binge every single weekend, binge drink, binge eat, eat cheese out of a can, eat everything in college. And then in the summer, that was my diet. I would like skip social events. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't eat anything besides like lettuce and, mm -hmm. and grilled chicken all summer to like lose all the weight I'd put on over the, the time away at school. And then I'd go back in the fall and everybody would be like, oh, you look amazing. Like mm -hmm. it's all look. And I remember mm -hmm. We always used to hang out at the same fraternity every single weekend. And I remember the the guys had seen me like for the first time after a, a summer away where I'd lost, I mean, I literally lost like 25, 30, like an wow. absolutely ridiculous amount of weight in a very short period of time. Yeah. And they were like, 
you're you're beautiful you're so hot like that was like all the Mm -hmm. fraternity was talking about and Mm -hmm. like it's so superficial Mm -hmm. but that like thinking of it in that aspect it's so screwed up well I think that's also a huge part of the fear if for me and if you listening have the same fear of you know well if I ditch dieting and I ditch this whole fantasy of losing weight um, that I'll just gain all this weight and I'll yeah. weigh 5,000 pounds. Yeah. I'm just going to eat yeah. everything in the, on this planet. And and then when you think of it that way, because like, seriously, that's what comes to my head. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to end up oh, with yeah. those people at 600 pound life. I'm going to be on the show and I'm not, you know, like, it's just so yeah. insane. Um, which by the way, that's a whole nother conversation. Like you're not going to get that way. Like you're fine. Um, I feel like people who do get that way either, have severe, severe trauma in their life that they've never worked through, mm-hmm. like abuse, neglect, yeah, things of that nature. Um, that's we're not getting into that talk, but if you're fearing I'll gain weight or I need to lose weight of my current weight, I can almost guarantee you it has to do with getting praised mm-hmm. by other people. Yeah, like somebody else's acceptance. It's the, not yes. just accepting yourself. Well, and I almost can guarantee if you have that fear, you have lost weight in the past. You. And people have been like, oh my God, you look beautiful. Like family members, friends, like, oh my gosh, that outfit looks so cute on you. Oh, like even your husband might be saying like, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful all the time. And then if you gain weight, the compliments, the compliments stop. stop. Mm-hmm. They stop. And and for me, that has happened, you know, I, before I had my second son, I was jacked. Let's just say I was like in the quote unquote best shape of my life. I quotes because I wasn't in the best shape of my life. I physically looking from the outside. I yeah. looked like I was um, super tiny waist, abs, all the things right before I got pregnant. Then I got pregnant and I worked out my whole pregnancy. Da, 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 da. Then I had another C-section and, you know, I gained like the normal amount of weight you gain when you're, you're pregnant, whatever. And I had my son and I am stuck at this weight that I is heavier than I've ever been. Let's just say that it's the weight that I've heaviest I've ever been, whatever, which I don't care about the scale anymore, which is a huge win for me, but I still care about what I look like outside in public, which I'm working on. Um, but for me, I don't hear Mm-hmm. I don't hear the, oh my God, I'm just, your abs. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my God. I just wish I had your abs. Oh my gosh. I could never wear something like, I don't hear any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. I hear nothing. And there's times where it's like, whatever. And there's times where I'm like, Ugh. so I only get, I'm only told I'm beautiful or I'm only told X, Y, and Z if I look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if I should bring this up on a podcast, but I've even noticed like love my husband to death. And I know he loves me to death and all the things, but the compliments have kind of faded with him as well. Mm -hmm. And I've brought it up to his attention. I brought it to his attention a couple of times. Like, do you still find me attractive? Because like I don't hear it. Right. Because you're not saying it. You're not saying, because he used to say, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Yeah. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And, and when I bring it up to him, he's like, yes, you're stunning. Like you're beautiful, but why aren't you saying it yeah. all the time anymore? The way you used to. So that's, I mean, I, he doesn't listen to this, so, but whatever, but that's just been interesting. And so sometimes I get in my head mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. well, maybe, you know, well, maybe I should just like lose some weight and then, but, th- but then I, then I, then I snap into reality and I'm like, <laughs> 
even if I lose the weight, it's going to come back because I'm going to have disordered eating and I'm going to be restricting and then it's all going to happen again. Right. So it's like not worth it. Right. Right. Um, but what I have been finding though, the more I allow myself to eat, mm-hmm. the more I say there's no rules, I'm going to eat and I'm going to eat and I don't care. It's fine. The more I've let myself do that, the more. The, the at the beginning it was really terrifying because literally I felt like all I was eating was hot dogs and onion rings and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've been allowing myself to eat those things and eating the things that have been forbidden for me for a really long time, I'm starting to level out. That yep in my eating. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know thinking back to like my college days when I would like gain all the weight during the year and then lose it and then gain it. Like that's called weight cycling. We have a whole podcast episode on that. That is what happens when you have a messed up relationship with food. Mm-hmm. When you're like, when you're actually listening to your body and eating what sounds good, stopping when you're full, like <clears throat> there's so much more to it than that. Your weight is going to level out. It's all going to level out. Mm-hmm. Your weight's going to level out. Your eating's going to level. Like the one thing that you have to wrap your head around when you're ready to ditch diets and you're like, I can't do this myself anymore. I'm like losing it. And you're ready and you're on board. A is confronting the fears that you have, which we'll run through the list here in a second, but letting yourself eat for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that is so terrifying for so many people. It was so terrifying for me because you want to put so many rules on it. You're like, well, wait, okay. So you're going to let me eat, right? I'm I'm just going to eat. Okay. So how many sweets should I have this week? Yeah. So like, so like, should I eat a few or, or should I eat sweets and can I eat burgers? It's like, you just have to let yourself eat what you crave. You eat it and you keep eating it. And if I'm telling you, if you do that, it will level out. You're not going to eat like that forever. You're not going to be eating a ton forever. You have to think about how long have you been dieting for? Right. How long have you been in a famine for and, and starving yourself for? I really enjoyed the picture that the fuck it diet gave about what are those things called? Like the pendulums. Is that what it's a called? Pen, yeah. Pendulum. Yeah. Pendulum. She's like, imagine the pendulum all the way over to the right. You know, that's when you're dieting, right? Like depending on how severe your dieting situation was, some people's pendulum might be a little bit to the right. Some people's might be literally flying yeah. to the right. Yeah. She's like, so if you're one of those people that's flying to the right, she's like, picture it flying all the way to the left where you're have food freedom and all that. She's like, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to yeah. eat a fuck ton of food to get to that point because your body needs it to make yeah. your metabolism come back to normal. Right, but it will. It will. And, though. and this is this is where the whole conversation about weight set points comes into play. We're gonna teach all about this in our our diet rebellion course. So if you're interested in this conversation, yeah, keep an eye out for that. But. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're going to go off the rails for your the rest of your entire life. It's going to even out the way that your body needs it to. But you have to be aware of these fears that you have and be willing to confront them before you can even get to that point. Or you're or you're just going to keep putting more and more rules in place. And that's mm-hmm. what people want to do. It like you said, like, oh, well, no, I only, I used to let myself have three sweets. I let myself have six this week. But then it's like, no, no stop counting them. Stop. stop. Just you have to let yourself eat. And sometimes, sometimes that means because a lot of people turn intuitive eating into the hunger fullness diet too, where you feel guilty eating if you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. And if you are are craving something emotionally, you have to be okay with letting yourself enjoy that too. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it's just so connected. Yes, and also. 
speaking of um, the hunger and fullness diet for a second, also in the fucking diet, I was listening to today on my way to the gyno. <laughs> so I have fresh stuff in my mind. But she was talking about how one of the things that you do for exposure therapy to these foods that you've been having so many rules around or feeling guilty around is actually eating them when you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, when you eat foods, when you're not hungry, she's like, pay attention to how that feels. She goes, because what's really going to happen when you do that is you're going to be like, I don't want this. I don't want to eat this. Like when you're not hungry and you're going to start feeling that feeling of like, this doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you know, you're really training yourself, your body, your mind to be like eating when I'm hungry is way more enjoyable than eating when I'm not. But also it's okay to eat when you're not hungry. Right. Well, I was thinking when I, I read that part yesterday, it's so funny that we're at the same, yeah. same point because it, it just becomes very neutral. Mm-hmm. Food for the most part is neutral mm-hmm. at this point in my life. And I, I'm so excited I can even say that because it's, it's, so, it's so much better. It's been a long road to get here. But I was thinking about that because I had had breakfast and I went outside and I read that book and I'm like, that's a good point because I... There is no part of me right now that wants to go inside and eat anything. Right. I'm not hungry. Like, not I'm, hungry. Yes. It doesn't sound good. But if it were like my daughter's first birthday right. and we were having everybody over and we had cake and ice cream and even if I wasn't hungry at that point, I would eat the damn cake. Right. You probably, you would eat. The difference though is she would eat the cake, but you would eat however much you wanted to eat. Yeah. And, and. That's the thing. It's like when you're dieting, you have a fear that food's not going to be around. Yeah. Okay. Because you're going to limit it. You're going to limit it. So you're going to have a fear that cake's never – so cake's bad, right, in terms of dieting, okay? Diet culture says it's bad. So when you view it that way, you are going to always be in fear that it's never going to be there. So then when it's there, you eat it all. Yeah. You eat all of it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with eating all of it. I'm not saying that's the case. But, like, for example, if I'm not hungry and let's say we're on – you know, we were even camping and we were going to make s'mores, but I was so full that I thought that I was going to puke. I was like, that sounds terrible. I'm not, yeah, I'm not eating that. Can't do it. Let's say I wasn't at that point and I, and I wasn't hungry, but we wanted to make s'mores. That's like a situational thing. Yeah, that's situational. I would eat it, but if, depending on how I feel, I might have had two bites of it and been fine and thrown it away. Or I might have eaten the whole thing. Or I might have eaten half of it. And that's where people are like thinking they're just going to eat the entire world. And it's like, yeah, no. You're, you eventually will not do right. that. You, you might, might do that at the beginning. You might at first. And if you have a fear that you're going to do that, that right there is a sign you need to heal your relationship with food. You if need your to eat. fear is that you're never going to stop eating, that all you're going to eat is sweets or all you're going to eat is burgers and hot dogs and chips and queso and whatever, you need to work on healing your relationship with food. And the way to do that is to eat it, is yeah. to eat. And um, actually, I had a conversation with somebody in the DM, in our DMs on Instagram. It was kind of a little while ago. And she was starting her intuitive eating journey. And she was asking us a question. She's like, okay, like, I'm giving my permission, giving myself permission to eat. She's like, I'm eating a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, tell me, like, what what's your day like in terms of eating? And so she was going through her day. She's like, well, I ate like oatmeal and this for breakfast. Like, I don't remember what she told me exactly. I'm just making this up. But she told me what she ate. She's like, then I had a sandwich for lunch, but then I also had soup. And then I was kind of still hungry. So I had a salad. And then when I got home, I was kind of hungry. So then I ate um, like granola. And then I had like a brownie. And then I was kind of hungry. And and she's like going through her day. She's like, is this normal? And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 She's like, I just feel like all I want to do is eat. And I'm like, 
Yeah. That's your body. Like your body's going to do that at the beginning because A, it's terrified that you're going to starve it again. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh my God, we're getting food. (gasps) Oh my God, we're getting food. Okay. We got to keep getting food. We got to keep getting food. Think about like your ancestors way back in the day when they didn't have to worry about dieting and all of that stuff. They, if they had a ton of food around, they would eat like crazy because they didn't know when their next meal was going to come. Like when you're living out in the woods doing whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? So think about this, the same thing when you go on a diet for so long and then you finally let yourself have permission to eat. That's where binge eating comes from. It's a reactive, like disorder, I guess. She was even talking about how it's like not really even a disorder. It's more just like a reaction to deprivation. To restricting and depriving restriction. She's like, that's why you binge is because you've been deprived for so long. And so now you have all this food. And so now your, your, your body thinks that you're not going to get it again. And so that's kind of what happens in the beginning when you're making peace with food. So kind of coming back to the, the fears, like I'll gain weight and I'll lose weight. Like you have to come to terms with, yes, this fear might still come up, but you have to keep eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you might gain weight at the beginning depending on, but your body will neutralize at some point. So who cares? Yeah. You have to let that go. You do. All right. So to, to wrap this episode up, let's just fly through all of the fears that we are addressing in our course, the diet rebellion. Yes. We're addressing the, I need to still lose weight. Mm -hmm. I don't feel healthy at my current weight. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Number one. Um, Number two, we're talking about staying at your current weight. So you're not afraid you'll gain weight. You're afraid that you're never going to lose any weight. So you're going to stay where you're at and you feel like that weight is unhealthy for you. Yep. The I'll gain weight. That's the fear we've been really talking about today. Um, I'll never stop eating. We talked about that today as well. I'll become lazy and unhealthy. We actually did a full episode on that last week um, where we're talking about just the, the thought that that dieting equals health. Mm-hmm. So we, always trying to lose weight, always trying to mm-hmm. be the fittest mm-hmm. person ever is the yeah. only way to be healthy. Talk about that myth. Um, we talk about the fear I'll hate my body. Mm-hmm. And that that's a good one. I feel like that's something that I'm still working with too, working through too, is like, am I going to hate myself if I don't lose weight? Well, and body acceptance. And really- I've, even though I'm still, you know, obviously that situation where we were out in Point Bay and I didn't wear the outfit. I'm still dealing with it, but I have never loved my body mm-hmm. or I would say accepted my body as much as I do right now. Right. Right. Even when I was six pack ab Lauren right now in my just birth to second child postpartum body, I am so much more happier with it now than I've ever been, but I still have negative body image days, which is super normal. Yep. Um, so yeah, well, that's well, a yeah, fear I mean, that we debunk. Same. I mean, even when I was at my thinnest, I still picked myself apart every single I picked myself apart more then than I do now, mm-hmm. for sure. Same. Yeah. Totally. So next fear, all I'll eat is sweets. We talked about that one today, too. Um, my friends and family won't understand, and they'll judge me. They'll judge my, my food choices, my decisions. Again, that's looking for that outside acceptance. Yeah. I feel like if you have that fear, um, Cause some people are like, wait, I don't have that fear. I feel like if you have that fear, it's probably because dieting's talked about a lot in your household and mm-hmm. your friend circle. Like that's like yeah. a main topic of their conversation. Or or you're kind of like us, where you know your your job for a while was to like lead by example and do the next fitness program, yeah. follow the meal plan. I mean, that was ingrained in us on ev- from every angle. You've and always so- been the fit 
girl of the group and now you're like i'm not doing this shit anymore yeah to kind of let it go people are like wait what What yeah you doing they don't get it um and then the last fear we talk about is how some people are afraid they'll have no structure or accountability when it comes to meals because you know you you are used to following a diet following a meal plan like what's going to happen when you let the rules go is every thrive on structure what am i going to do and it's like you can have structure in other areas of your life you don't need to have it on your food plan yeah and you still can have structure so we talk about all of that yes you can still have structure yes Mm -hmm. just not counting calories and things of that nature so if you have any of these fears like if you're in the point where dieting is not the answer they just don't work you know that in a sense um you've tried them you hate them but you're scared to let them go and you have these fears, then our diet rebellion course is for you as of right now. If you're listening to it, obviously you can be listening to this later date and things have probably changed. Our course is almost done. We are though accepting, um, VIP members, meaning we are doing a pre-sell for this to kind of give some fun discounts and fun prizes for people who actually sign up early. Um, but if you're listening to this later, depending on when you're listening, if you're listening to this in like July or August, our course is actually available and you can just go get it. Yep. Right now. The yep. Rebellion will work through your fears. So check the link in the show notes and you will see what where we're at in that process. Perfect. All right. Talk until next time.